learn things all the time. Even when I don't want to be learning things, I am learning. And just when I'm convinced that I know a lot about some subject, when I get to the point where I think I'm done, I find out just how much there is that I don't know. And I begin learning all over again. My colleague, the Reverend Christopher Bice, says that religious education is like gem mining. We teach our children to sift away the dirt and find the really valuable lessons in life. I believe that's an accurate description of what we all do for one another in this religious community. I also believe that age has nothing to do with it. We all come here and understand that we don't know everything. None of us has all the answers to the hard questions that are out there. We each have some of the answers, though, and here we share our answers with each other. One of the beautiful things about this faith is that none of us, not even our professional ordained minister, has learned all we need to know. Every one of us needs to remain open to new insights, new answers, and new questions. Children and elders together are seeking in this community of faith. Youth and young adults, 38-year-olds and middle-aged folks, empty nesters and octogenarians, we all learn alongside our youngest folks. Sometimes we learn while we teach our youngest folks. And sometimes we learn when we're least expecting it. Worship is a learning experience. Here in this time, we learn to see the world differently. We learn to appreciate the variety of perspectives in this congregation. We learn how to listen, how to sit with grief, how to center our spirits, how to share. Our social time together is a learning experience too. There we learn the complexities of relationship. We learn how to meet new people and welcome them into our lives. We learn how to take the time for one another. Heck, coming up our driveway is a learning experience. <laughs> Thanks to the underground waterways and a hard winter with each trek from road to parking lot, we learn to keep alert. We learn to change course when an obstacle is in our way. And as we reach the end, we learn to let go of our pent-up anxiety. Of course, learning goes on in the classroom as well. From our toddler room to our midweek minister's class, from the youth group to the newly formed support circle for single mothers, we learn when we come together. And today, we celebrate those adults and youth who have provided an amazing religious education experience for our children. These are our master gem miners, imparting their wisdom as hidden nuggets of ruby and rose quartz in a large bucket of mud. But let's remember that our youngest people have something to teach us as well. And sometimes they have something to remind us about the relative value of different things. Mud, for example, has its place. It's a whole lot more fun to play in than a pile of rose quartz. Ouch. I'm reminded about a time in my life when I spent a lot of my free time with several good friends, in particular Tamia and David, whose hot air balloon crew I was a member of. At the time, their son William was three, and he was just getting to know this person 
who he quickly began referring to as Uncle Michael. One day, we had finished our flight for the day and were enjoying an evening of each other's company. Three-year-old William came up to me, very excited. I have something very special for you, he said, with a really big grin on his face. And he handed me a white feather, a small, fluffy white feather. This is for you, he said. What's this for, I asked him, a little perplexed, admittedly, at this seemingly trivial gift. You can blow on it and make it go into the air, he said, or, and he lowered his voice to a whisper, you can tickle people with it. <laughs> and at that, he let out the most infectious three-year-old laugh you have ever heard. We giggled together for a good long time. I'm not sure where that feather came from, but he gave it to me as if it were more valuable than the most precious gold in the world. And that's how I treated it. William, who is something close to 14 by now, would probably be very embarrassed to know that I still have that feather, a fact that he will find out when this homily hits Facebook, because he's a friend of mine there, how times have changed. I still have the feather, and I treat it as one of my most valued possessions. It's tucked away in a box of memories, along with the pillow my grandmother sewed me when I was four, my college graduation cap, and various other things that I wouldn't be able to sell if I tried. I doubt eBay has a category entitled used feathers. The things in that box, though, are more valuable than rubies mined from the mountains of western North Carolina. William's feather reminds me that value is not determined by a marketplace. Value is determined in the heart. That feather reminds me of the blessing of pure joy. That feather reminds me of the importance of adults connecting with children of really experiencing what's important in those children's lives and of being open to having our lives transformed by even the littlest thing. And that feather reminds me that teachers come in all shapes and sizes with all manners of experience and in people of every age. Blessed be.